Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Nick. And this is the One Word Podcast. Welcome everyone to episode four of season three of the One Word Podcast. We are so pumped because we have a special guest with us today. Nick, tell us about our special guest. Yes, today we have Maddie Thomas joining us on the One Word Podcast. Maddie is a fifth year senior at Taylor University and a member of the women's golf team that is currently ranked number five in the country. They're a bunch of legends. Maddie, if you're listening to this, there's a good chance she could beat you at golf. Uh, She last year finished as a number five individual in the NAIA rankings. First team All-American, she's on the Arnold Palmer Cup watch list which is a huge deal. We are psyched to hear what she has to say about leadership, about her experience in leadership in life and in golf. And we know that you guys will love hearing it as well. So without further ado, here we go. We're so pumped to have Maddie on the podcast. Maddie, thanks for being with us today. And uh, would you mind filling in some of the gaps and just telling our audience a little bit more about yourself on things that we missed, maybe where you're from, where you grew up, what you're up to now? Yeah, for sure. Um, want to say thank you to both of you, uh, Nick and Josh, for having me. Um, huge one word brand fan. So it's pretty cool to be on, be on the podcast. Um, but yes, I am from Cleveland, Ohio. So the land baby, um, kind of fun. Let's see. I, uh, some fun things that I, I enjoy skiing. Um, it's just like a fun hobby and now playing college golf, right? What? Okay. Wait, water skiing or snow skiing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do like both, but I do like snow skiing is like more my, more my thing. Oh, okay. Um, Love that. Yes, I know. Uh, ski club, like started ski club in kindergarten, like just loved it. And so when obviously playing golf, um, trying to be safe in a way (laughs) have not have not skied for like four years and so I told my parents mom and dad I want skis for Christmas this next year once I'm done with golf because we're hitting the slopes again so that is one thing that I'm looking forward to (laughs) that's amazing Um, you're way more dedicated to your own safety than I was in college but I love it I admire I know I know (laughs) I I I go back and forth but (laughs) no I'm with you I my family being from Florida, we don't ski much. And my family went skiing one time while I was at Taylor. And I was like, I can't do it. Can't risk it. <laughs> Heading into baseball season. I know. You just think what if, but maybe that's not the best way to live. Wow. Who knows? Maybe Nick fun. had more fun than us. Probably. But you guys are also probably better <laughs> athletes than I was. <laughs> uh, all right, Maddie. So you are just obviously a golf phenom, but there's more to you uh, than just golf and your golf accolades. But as a person as a fifth year senior, um, which is a unique position to be in, uh, and a leader on the golf team, you have a lot of leadership experience from that. So our first question is, how do you feel like success has contributed to the influence you have with the people around you? Yeah, I, you know, when I saw this question, I love this question because I think, I think we could sit here and talk about it for like the whole podcast, honestly. Um, and I, the more I thought about it, I think success can be a tool to influence people. It can give you notoriety. Right. Um, but I don't think it can be the sole and lasting reason behind influence. Um, (laughs) I mean, when we think about it, right. Success, it's fleeting. 
Nick, you, I'm sure, won some tournaments when you played golf. Josh, I mean, you had incredible success. But what happens when that field of influence that you have through your success, it, it, it ends? Like, what happens next year when I go to work and I, I'm not playing golf? Or what happens when that small group that you led, um, you're no longer the leader of because you graduate? Like, um, so success, it just, it can't be that... Um, that soul, that only reason behind your influence. Um, and I, I would think, I thought about this. I'm like, I would think when I get to heaven, Jesus wouldn't say to me, Hey, um, you had a ton of influence because you had success, but rather, um, I'd, I'd hope it'd be that he would say it was the way that you lived by your example and the way that people were able to learn from you and grow, um, with you and, and kind of grow alongside of you. Um, and so, I thought about the parable of the talents. Um, I think that's a really good analogy. And like, it relates to this question a lot because I mean, these servants, they were entrusted um, with, with something, right. They all didn't have the same. Um, and we're all, I don't think necessarily everybody's success is going to look different. Right. And um, we know success in the world's eyes is not the same uh, as biblical success. And so I think, um, using whatever God has given you. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be through success. Um, it can be, and that's where I, I thought about this, like success can be something as simple as like having a really good conversation with somebody um, that will in turn, turn into kingdom impact. Um, and I, I think that's where we, this world misses the mark of like, we think success is just like winning a trophy or receiving an accolade or getting your certificate or a graduation certificate, you know, and it's not like that. And I think of Tim Tebow, you know, we all pull for the guy. I mean, just a, a good dude. And when you look at his life, um, he was an incredible, successful football player, won the Heisman Trophy, right? Like went on to play professionally. And then it kind of, success kind of dwindled. No team really wanted him. And he didn't just, he, he continues to have this incredible impact um, through his foundation and through other ways that he's choosing to kind of not just use his influence, but be a leader, not on the baseball baseball diamond. I almost said court, <laughs> not on the baseball diamond or not on the football field, but rather he's, um, choosing to continue to be a leader. And, you know, I, I just encourage everybody listening, like you don't need to have, I would say worldly success, I guess, um, to have influence. And I, I love that you guys said in your first episode, right. We're all leaders in some space or place, you know, some form. And so that's what I encourage you guys with. Wow, that's a great encouragement. Thank you so much for sharing that, Maddie. I love that you talked about um, how success can be very fleeting and it can give us a platform, it can give us opportunities, but you mentioned how next year you're gonna be walking through just working a job, not being the golfer anymore. And that's one thing that's been very tough for Nick and I and something mm -hmm. that we've had to talk through a lot in our mm -hmm. first few years out of college. So glad that you're already preparing for that, but have the right perspective on influence and that being far greater than success. And I love how you talked about, we can measure success differently than the world does. And mm. you mentioned, Hey, maybe just having a really good conversation with someone and stopping and hearing their story could be measured as success. So thanks for sharing that. Hey, Maddie, mm -hmm. we haven't been able to have many young female leaders on our podcast. So we're so honored to have you on. And we just wanted to ask you to share any encouragement that you have with other young female leaders listening today. Yeah, I, um, 
I, I thought of a verse, Proverbs 9, 10, um, and it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And I think us young females, and I, I, this goes for both male and females, but uh, specifically to young females, like right now in our day and age, we need to cling to the Bible. We need to cling to the scriptures. Um, and, and like the verse says, um, only wisdom, true wisdom and understanding can come from Jesus. And so my prayer for everyone is that we would continue in this whole world would cling to the scriptures. Um, and, and it kind of brings me to this idea that, um, when it comes to leadership, it's interesting. I, I, I want to make it known too, that, you know, if you're a female listening and if you're male listening, I think both have roles of leadership. We both, both genders can be leaders. Um, and I, I love that. And I think God created in such a way that he, he wants us to be able to work together. Um, and, and has given us a space and place to kind of team up in a sense. And so I, I hate that sometimes in this world, there's almost a competition of power in a sense, um, between male and female. And, and I think, um, we're both at both male and females are at fault for kind of continuing this and sustaining this idea. But I'd encourage, um, I'd encourage young women to just, yeah, truly cling to the Bible. Know that you can be a leader and you are a leader um, and and be a leader out of a genuine interest to better those around you. And I think God will give you that right platform. Um, and I think our hearts need to be in that right, right place for that platform. Um, right. I think, you know, ultimately I, I want to encourage young women, your identity um, is not from a career. It is not from a sport. It's not from a boy. It is not from anything other than Jesus. And when it is not tied to Jesus, um, we can't do his work in the way that he is like wanting us to and desires us to. And so I, I, I pray that we continue to close our, clothe ourselves um, with the armor of God. And, and if we don't have that, you know, Satan can easily get a foothold on us and we could be in a place of leadership um, and he can kind of turn it into something that it's more glorifying to us. And so ultimately Satan does want that and he will do anything he can, um, to get a grip on you. And so, um, women, I encourage you to be women of the truth. I think we, we need women who, um, we need women and men who are known by their love, but stand for the truth. And, and that's what I, that's what I would say. Maddie, I think Josh and I are just going to like log off and just let you keep going. This is, <laughs> this is so good. I, oh I love how just in the first couple of questions, you're talking about leadership and success as something that's just like, blah, it's like whatever, but like the meat of it, what's most important is the character of the person that mm-hmm. has the influence or is the leader or has the position of leadership. And mm-hmm. like you said, like the success doesn't matter, the position, the career, the like the competition of who has more power isn't like what is more important. What's more important is the character of the person that is in power, whether it's a male, (laughs) whether it's a female and how we can work together um, Mm -hmm. in so many different ways rather than try to battle or fight against each other. I think that is, that's just so good. Um, Let me ask you this. This isn't on the notes either. So you can feel free to not answer (laughs) this coming out of college and into the workforce as a young woman, do you feel at all like intimidated by like an office of men? I guess it it depends on the field, but like, do you feel like you have extra proving of yourself to do or not really? 
Um, you know, I, I think if you had asked me like a few years ago, are you intimidated? And so there's some parts that I'm like, oh, it's, it's a, it'll be a little, I think, nerve wracking when the time comes when you get called in your boss's office or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do think I've, I've been able to kind of work in spaces that are a little more male dominant. So was a caddy and like, you're basically, you don't typically caddy for women a whole lot. Um, but no, I, I, I think there is something to be said that, you know, it can be scary, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm particularly like nervous about that. Yeah. Okay. I've, that, that was just like pure curiosity. I don't know yeah. about that. Um, but that's good. That's good. Uh, all right. The next question that we have for you kind of goes back to the first with the, the leadership or the influence that you've been given. How do you lift up the people around you? with that influence and I don't know if that question made sense so I'm going to ask it one more time how do you (laughs) leverage uh, the leadership or influence you have to lift up the people around you yeah I I think we'd be lying to ourselves if we all um, didn't agree that we need encouragement I think it's something that we all need and um, I think as somebody in a place of leadership um, and you're if you're part of a team or Um, a ministry team. I mean, you see it, I think you should see it as a gift, but also responsibility. Like um, people look to you and whether they will admit it or not, like um, encouragement feels good. And and I think it is, it's, uh, it needs to be part of the backbone of any team. It does. And I think it can be one of the most joyous things for others to receive encouragement. You know, it, it, um, it can really be like a highlight of somebody's day, um, as simple as it sounds. And in, in turn, I think encouraging others kind of does something for your own heart. Um, I think it, in a sense, encourages you. Um, and, and as a leader, you want those people uh, to around you to have success. And I think when there's other people who maybe not like aren't receiving the encouragement they need and you give it to them and then you see them have success, like how cool is that? That those people who maybe just needed a little encouragement um, and then to see them succeed from that, like it, it's really cool. And so I think as leaders, we should want um, we should want to encourage those around us to lift others up um, and just give them confidence that they need. Because at some point, like, right, we're, we should be, if we're in a position of leadership, we should be um, learning from somebody else. You know, like, I think I, I love that, um, my pastor would always say, like, you should always have somebody, whatever position of leadership you're in, you should always always have somebody above you that you're going to seek counsel to. And and I think typically those people, I know there's people in my life that I've gone to, and and those are some of the people that encourage me the most. And those are the people that lead me, but also just encourage me the best. That's awesome, Maddie. Thanks for sharing that. And I appreciate that you talked about how you should always have someone above you that you're looking to learn from. So what's some piece of leadership advice that you've hung on to, maybe from someone above you, or maybe a quote that you've hung on to, or a Bible verse, whatever it is, what's a piece of leadership advice that you've hung, that you've clung to? Yeah. Uh, my dad, I would say, is one of those uh, leaders in my life. And I, I remember it was after a pretty tough day. And I was pretty upset, pretty negative. And he just turned and looked at me. And I, ever since then, I've had it written in my notes in my phone It's something I always come back to, but he said, Maddie, positive people are able to have greater impact for the kingdom. And I've always held on to that. And I think when you have a negative attitude or negative, just 
it, it brings other people down. And so I think ultimately, like, yes, if we want to have impact for the kingdom, we have to be positive. And so he always, he always says um, his quote, and I think a lot of people have heard this, but my dad would always tell me that life is 10% of what happens to me. And the other 90% is how I choose to react. Uh, and I think that's just a really good, really good thing to hold on to when we are in leadership and we are leading a team to always remember that. That's huge. There's so much that you can't control of what happens to you, um, mm-hmm. but absolutely can control how you respond. And even as someone with influence, someone as a leader um, that you are and that everyone listening is as well, uh, it makes it even more important how you respond because there's people watching and there's people noticing. Uh, so that is good, Maddie. Wow. Thank you so much for, for sharing all that insight with us. And we would be remiss if we did it in this episode or at least get some info from you that makes you a little bit more personable to us. So we want to know, Maddie, your most awkward story or awkward moment from your almost five years at college now. Okay. <laughs> um, we need a good know, Taylor story. Come on. Yes, yeah, come on. Know, Three Taylor just... people on here. We need a good Taylor <laughs> story, Maddie. Come on. Um, so I'll take you back to sophomore year. Um, this is a little bit more quieter, Maddie. Um, you know, I'm still getting used to the whole college thing, but you know, I, I do still have, um, some campus crushes for sure. So I'm naturally in the DC, uh, and (laughs) you know, it's like, it's kind of later afternoon, so it's not packed. Um, you can easily see who's at all the tables and I see, this guy that I'm like, okay, I think he's really cute, whatever. And so I'm just going to go up and get my salad and sit down. So I don't bring as much as whatever attention. And so I grab my salad and then I grab some carrots and put them on the side. And as I turn around, I, unfortunately there's a piece of spinach underneath my shoe that I completely just slip. I fall and I go straight into a lunge and my plate just goes like above my head and I'm holding it up and I'm just in a lunge on, on the DC floor. My knees killing. Cause I just fell like straight down. My carrots all fall off, all fall off the um, plate, like onto the ground everywhere. A DC worker comes up to me and is like, sweetie, do you want some more carrots? <laughs> Doesn't even ask me. <laughs> No way. <laughs> if I'm okay, ask to give me more carrots. And I just turned and I'm like, I'm fine. Nope, I don't need any more carrots. I'm so embarrassed. My friend is sitting at the table hysterically laughing at me. Oh. I mean, my face is beat red. And yeah, it was it was tough. That's <laughs> tough the campus crush. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. gosh. Man, well, the DC claims another victim. Wow. Yeah. That is, that's honestly hilarious. I wanted to turn to her and ask, hey, can I just have an ice pack, please? Like, oh, my gosh. knee is probably <laughs> not more carrots, but. Uh, that's also just perfect that she asked you that. Like, of all the things. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Wow. That's too good. We all have a good, embarrassing DC story. Yeah. At least a couple. It happens. It happens. Oh, man. All right. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for joining us today on the One Word Podcast. We have been truly truly privileged um to hear from you and to learn from you any last words for the one word people one word people stick to one word man they're awesome i love i love one word um and let's all continue to be people who use our sphere of influence um in a positive way and continue to just cling to um 
Cling to the word, man. Thanks, Maddie. <laughs> Thank we you. Appreciate you. Wow, what a gift to have Maddie Thomas share with us today about leadership. We are so, so privileged that she joined us for the One Word Podcast. Maddie, thank you so much. Hey, if you guys know Maddie or if you enjoyed this episode, why don't you share this on social media? That helps us out so much. Leave us a rating. You can tag us at One Word Brand, tag Maddie, and we would love to see what you think, hear what you think about what Maddie had to say. We are excited to get back at it next Monday with another episode, episode five, again on leadership. We are psyched to keep going on this leadership journey with you guys. We hope you're enjoying it. And until next time, have a good one. Thank you.